0: Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Saturday, July 31st, 2021. And I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. And I'm excited to be here to talk to you about the slate for Saturday night and Sunday morning for Olympic basketball. It's a two-game slate that will finish up pool play and set up next week's exciting Metal round, so we are fired up to do this today and get after it, get ahead of the curve, uh, and build these lineups that are going to take some stuff down, maybe even optimal. We we're loving this two gamer. So a uh, couple of things. Let's let's get straight so we know where things are at. Uh, we are coming off a nice USA victory. Uh, they played very well to move on now to uh, the, the medal round after losing that first game to France with two wins. So they are ready to roll. And uh, the way the, way it works for the Olympics, for uh, as far as the medal round goes, there has been three uh, groups of 12. And in those three groups, they play round robin, which they played. And the top two teams from each group advance. And then the next two teams uh, that have the best record, it's gonna be one and two, but they meet the criteria on the tiebreakers, including point differential, which comes into play. So as of right now, we here's some things that we do know. Here are the six qualifiers that will be in uh, to the medal round, and that's France and the USA, Australia and Italy, and Slovenia and Spain. So all six of them have been decided before these last two pool games are going to go. But the final two teams in are going to be two of these three, the Czech Republic, Germany, and the winner of this game that we're going to talk about today, uh, Argentina and Japan. And wouldn't that be something even if, if they lost just for Japan to get into the medal round. Uh, they were the longest shot uh, by quite a bit, uh, even longer than the Iran team uh, to medals. So uh, pretty cool. It should make for a fun couple of games here uh, on the last pool play day. Um, first game we'll dive into real quick, though, as we're jumping in. Uh, if you take, if you can please take a second, if you're watching this on YouTube, hit the thumbs up, hit the subscribe button, click the little alert in the upper corner. Uh, really important to do that because obviously with all of these crazy Olympic times, the time differences, uh, our podcasts post at different times. So that little alert button will let you know when there's a new one up. And, you know, also the lock times are a little bit different. So uh, definitely do that. And we really appreciate the thumbs up and the subscribe button. Uh, we're reaching some some internal goals here that we're very excited about. If you're listening to this on audio, quick five stars this is your last chance. Today's the day. You have a five-star rating and a couple of words, you know, whatever you want to say. Uh, if you do that on anywhere, podcasts can be found, Spotify, YouTube. Uh, I'm sorry, Spotify. Uh, let's see. Podbean, Stitcher, iHeart, Apple Podcast, iTunes, you name it. We're on all of those, but where you can put a five star in a comment, uh, we have a drawing every month and today's the last day of the month. So uh, tomorrow the, the winner will be drawn for a five, I'm sorry, for a full week of uh, membership of Coach Talk All Access. So we'd love to have you uh, join us there. So Take a chance to to get that winner and and get that free week. Uh, You'll get the whole medal round week. We've got tons of baseball going on. And then the day after the Olympics end, uh, the NBA Summer League starts. So, man, we're in high gear here for sure. Okay, we're going to jump into this, and we're going to go to game number one, which is a game late, late, late this evening. The other game is early tomorrow morning. But it's the two-game slate. Final two two pool play games. The first one is Japan and Argentina, and we know these two teams are zero two. But like I say, you know they have they'll have a two-three chance if they can win this game uh, to make it into uh, that medal round. Uh, Argentina is a ten and a half point favorite. The over/under is one sixty-six and a half. It is eleven points lower. than the Slovenia-Spain game, so something to keep in mind there, and the Slovenia-Spain game is only a three-point spread, so yes, this game has a little bit bigger, well, quite a bit bigger spread. I mean, you know, seven and a half points is a lot, or seven points, and 11 points higher on the over-under, so does that mean we don't want to stack as many guys from this game as we do the other and I would say, no, I think it's pretty even. And the reason being is Slovenia and Spain are both 2-0. and They've already both locked up a position. So they're into the medal round. Now, this game strictly is for seeding. And, you know, the question is the fact that USA is 2-1 and and not 3-0, uh, you know, it might not be advantageous to win. Most of these teams want to avoid... USA until the finals for the gold medal game, uh, if they can get there. So there's jockeying for position here, but nothing is determined yet. So, you know, I don't know if winning or losing this Slovenia-Spain game is going to be that big of a deal. So I'm going to look at it from the option of, I want equal representation from both of these games, because I think this, obviously, it's an elimination game flat out for Japan-Argentina. So they're going to let their guys roll, and the Slovenia Spain game maybe a few guys get a little rest toward the end, uh, knowing that it's not you know a do or die game by any stretch. Uh, but th- that game is a little bit a uh, higher total and a little bit closer, which would you would think people would want to stay in there uh, and play their guys a little bit longer. So I tell you all that to say I'm going to use both games fairly equally, uh, maybe even an extra guy on the the Japan-Argentina side. I think you'll see more people rostering Slovenia and Spain because they have all the big names with Luca and the Gasols and Hernan Gomez, etc. So uh, maybe a slight edge if we can uh, really pinpoint the right guys in this uh, Japan-Argentina game. Okay, let's dive in here. Japan. Here's what we've got to this point through two games. One thing that is amazing is you've got Hashimura at almost 37 minutes a game, which is number one in all of the Olympics. So, you know, the minutes equal money at times. In this situation, it definitely helps that he's getting 37 minutes. Uh, He's been phenomenal, 27 points per game. Uh, The ancillaries could be better, Uh, But he's getting four and a half rebounds, two assists, and uh, half a steal, half a block. So definitely a guy that uh, is in high consideration, along with his other NBA uh, player, the only two from this uh, Japanese team, and that's uh, Watanabe. He is playing 36 minutes a game, so he's right behind Rui. Um, You know, you can make a huge case for both of these guys. Uh, Watanabe's definitely been though the second uh, banana here to Hashimura. Uh, Watanabe's stats are solid. 18 points, seven and a half rebounds, two and a half assists, two and a half steals, which is really impressive, and one block. So there's nothing not to like about either one of these guys except their price is high. But man, if you can get both of these guys in there, um, based on minutes, usage, output—I mean, they're two fantastic plays here, and uh, I'm leaning that way. I'm leaning on Japan one-two. It's their home. You know, the fans aren't there, but they're still at home, uh, and uh, tremendous pride there. So, th- I think they go all out. Uh, so, I'm excited about those guys. The other there's. Three other guys that I'm looking at a bit. Uh, The first being Baba. He's at 25 minutes a game, uh, but he's only averaging five and a half points, three assists. So, uh, you know, not a guy that just dives out at you. Same thing with Tanaka. He's at 23 minutes a game, only four points, but he is getting four assists and, uh, you know, grabbing a, a block here and there. So possibly. Uh, Edwards has been a big disappointment and he's been hurt. So I'm not going to go there. That's a little bit concerning. Uh, Togashi's the other guy, 16 minutes. Uh, you know, he is scoring eight points a game. He can score it. Uh, and then after that, it's just a lot of bench players playing low minutes. So of all the teams in this tournament, uh, you know, I've been set at every game. Uh, they're the most top heavy with Hashimura and Watanabe and uh, Watanabe. I always say it wrong, whatever. Either way, tomato, tomato, right? right, uh, Watanabe, uh, Watanabe. Um, but those two guys uh, just are head, <clears throat> heads above the rest of their teammates, and I'm going to try to get both of them in and just move on down the road and feel good about uh, that exposure. All right, Argentina on the other side. Extremely disappointing 0-2 record for them, I don't know if you saw the end of that game. Capazzo was so frustrated. He literally ripped the jersey uh, right down the middle a little bit, sort of like Luca did during the regular season this year. But, you know, they're going to come out with passion because if they win this game, again, they have a, a very good opportunity to still make the medal round uh, as one of the last teams in. So, you know, they're going to come out with passion. They're going to come out with intensity. But, you know, one problem here is, uh, we do have three guys in that sweet spot that Andrew and I have discussed all week—that uh, 25 to 28, you know, minute mark for anybody that's under 30, 25 to 29, whatever. But after that, there's a whole bunch of guys in that. Do I play them? Not play them because they're 20, 20, 19, 19, and you know that is a really close call. So let's look at the top minutes guys, uh, and it's. Razor thin, Escola, uh, Campazo, and Deck have all played almost identical to the 10th of a uh, minute here uh, time-wise. So let's just say they're all 28 minutes per game, which is decent, uh, but let's look at, at the numbers. Escola has been up and down in the two games, but he is averaging 18 points, uh, but only uh, three rebounds, one assist, and no steals. So not a ton of ancillary statistics for him. Composso is at 15.5, um, not shooting as great as, as he could, uh, as, or we expected uh, only 25% from three-point land. Uh, and he's got five uh, rebounds per game somehow, which is amazing. But only three and a half assists. Uh, but he does have six steals in the two games, three per game. So, you know, he's extremely expensive. Um, and that's the decision really is on Capazzo, which way to go. Uh, Deck has also been, uh, you know, a little disappointing in this second game, uh, really just uh, came out great in the first game. Second game, just total step backwards, very odd, but uh, I'm really afraid to play him. His minutes went way down. Uh, he's averaging 9.5 uh, points and eight rebounds with uh, two assists and a steal. So, I mean, the potential's there, but the question is, you know, are the minutes going to be there? So I'm not – he's not cheap, so I I doubt I'm going to uh, go there. Uh, there are four other guys I want to mention because they're playing – somewhat of like a seven man heavier minutes time, but you know, I'm not going to go much deeper than that. But uh Lapper Vitola is playing phenomenal scoring the basketball. In his 23 minutes per game, he's at 17 and a half points, which is very impressive. Three assists, a rebound and a half. So he is in play at his price. Uh D- Dalia. Also has has shown signs of being decent, twenty one minutes, only four and a half, but he is getting six rebounds and a couple of steals. I think he has some stocks potential. So a little bit of a stretch, but possibly. Brusino, Brusino, who you know I liked initially, but not getting quite enough run, uh, twenty minutes a game, but not uh, not in my pool. Uh, vid, uh, Vidoza as well, same thing, 19 minutes, just not quite there. Garino's been a, a disappointment at 14 minutes, Balarmo uh, at 11. So really for rosterable guys here, and again, my builds are mainly cash uh, plays and single entries, so I need some solid minutes and some good floor, but hopefully still a high enough ceiling. So, you know, do you, I think you can use either Scola, Compazzo, one or the other is I'd really like to uh, put in here. I think uh, you need them. And I know it's going to be two Japanese and one uh, Argentinian uh, that are, those three are going to be expensive, but I'm willing to spend that money, as I mentioned, in this game, because I do think uh, it's going to be, you know, fought down to the end because of that potential. Uh, to get into the the medal round. As far as a, uh, you know, value guy on this team, I mean, I don't know. Lapper has come up in price, so I wouldn't consider really him value. But, you know, he's the third guy with Skoll and Compazzo to me that I'd feel most comfortable with rostering. So uh, I'll, I'll put him in that mix. But after that, I just, I don't see like that, 20-minute value guy, unless you want to try uh, Dalia, he'd be the only possible opportunity in this game for me uh, in value. So uh, that's that's where I stand in that one. Um, and then uh, before we go to the second one, real quickly, if uh, DFSCoachTalk.com. If you want to jump in, great time to jump in here on the weekend. Uh, just uh, go in there. We'll have we have multiple opportunities to to join as a member for even as little as a three-day pass for $10. We have a summer special that's from now and all the way until September 7th, uh, which is only $88. It's our best deal of the year, and it includes everything. When you join Coach Talk, you get everything we have. It's uh, full access. We have multiple podcasts. Lot of information in here. Ownership, and uh, we'll look at projections, and we'll we'll go through and and create, uh, build lineups together. Look at have discussions in our wonderful Discord with our great members, and then we we release full lineups on Fanduel and Yahoo, and either a coach's clipboard, which gives you highlighted players with a with a bunch of other players that you can choose from. Or we'll do a core uh, group of uh, cash and GPP plays for DraftKings. So, those are, uh, you know, I mean, you're going to get a lot of information. And again, you get everything that we have. We do baseball, every slate, every game. We're all over it, uh, tons of games every day. So, MLB, and we'll also be doing some uh, short MLB podcasts summing up some information. days in August. So that's coming. Then, of course, after this Olympic basketball next week, followed by every single day games in the NBA Summer League, there's some good contests you can get in, especially on DraftKings. And then, uh, you know, on, we also have golf always going on. We do a weekly podcast and we provide those lineups on Wednesday nights for the full tournament and Friday nights for weekend only, which is still uh, really great uh, as well. So all of that, uh, just go to DFSCoachTalk.com, and you can follow it from there. All right, game two. We've got Slovenia and Spain, which should be a blast to watch, man. These two teams are playing so well, and a shocking spread to me. I, I could not believe it. I assumed Spain would be the favorite because they're a higher-ranked team nationally. They have all that internationally, I should say, and they have all of that experience. But it's Slovenia that's minus three in this game. Again, the over-under is 177.5. So Luka Power and and some of these other guys have really stepped up as well. Um, Let's talk about Slovenia first. Uh, Obviously, Luca, and that's the big decision. Anytime he's on the slate right now, his price is is extremely high, but his production is extremely good. So the, what you have to ask yourself, and what I'm determining, and uh, it's a tough one, but you know, do you get the extended, full blown minutes with Luca uh, in a game that they've already qualified to be in the medal round? Uh, that's what we have to see. Luca's not in that 36, 37 minute range. Uh, like uh, Watanabe and Hashimura, Luka's at 28 minutes a game, which is still good. That's that sweet spot we talked about. Uh, but my goodness, his he's 36 and a half points per game, nine rebounds per game, six assists per game, one steal per game, and two and a half blocks. So good Lord. I mean, it's he is just outrageous. He's shooting 60% from the field uh, overall 37% from three and 82% from two. And he's even hitting his file shots. He's 77%. So, I mean, there's, he's playing at another level right now and he is absolutely rosterable and should be in most cash games, but there has to be a give and take here. If you're going to take, uh, use a compasso or a school or one of the big players from Argentina and try to get in the two Japanese NBA players and still have something for this, you know, the Spaniards at least that you know you're gonna get points from. I don't know if Luca fits. Uh, you're gonna to have to do that figuring out. So I know it sounds crazy, but I'm not saying to fade Luca. And I but I there is a path, I think, to having a takedown lineup. Uh, without Luca in it now, you know if you do play Luka, which again uh, it's probably recommended, then something has to give. One of the Japanese players is not going to have to play. We're going to have to go lower in for the Argentina or Spain team. So that's the million-dollar uh, decision. I have not made that final decision. I may play what I'm what I'm leaning towards right now is is entering two lineups. Now, again, everything we do here at Coach Talk, we hand build every lineup, we walk through it, we game uh, script it, and we feel that's the strongest way to attack these uh, cash and single entry games. It's a different animal if you're max entering 150 and using an optimizer and all of that stuff. But we're talking about getting down and dirty, making the lineup. I usually roll with one, but today what I'm saying is I think I'm going to roll with two. I'm going to have one lineup without Luca and those other guys I mentioned in it, and then one with Luca, uh, and then have to pay down in a few of those spots. And more than likely, either Hashimura or Wat- Watanabe would would be eliminated. So I think, you know, gearing around for those two uh, strategies, I think, are really strong. So Luca, awesome. All right. The, the other guys, uh, which is really nice, they have, uh, Really, I'd say five guys, uh, and I guess that's why they're the favorite. There's five other guys that I wouldn't feel uncomfortable with rostering. You have Toby, the big man that plays real well uh, with Luca. He's at 27 and a half minutes, uh, only eight and a half points, but he is grabbing 12 and a half rebounds, which I believe is, is right up there with Hadidi as one, two uh, in rebounding for the Olympics. Uh, and his plus minus has been phenomenal. So he's playing well. Canchar uh, uh, has been uh, Chanchar, I believe it's pronounced. He's been terrific. you know his, he's an NBA player as well, 26 minutes, real steady, 14 points, four rebounds, uh, an assist and a half, a steal a game. nothing you know to blow the doors off, but he's been very steady and playing a really good role uh, for this team. Uh, another guy is Blazic. We've, you know, tinkered with playing him. He's getting 25 minutes, but he's only at six and a half points, four and a half rebounds. Uh, but, you know, he has potential. And he's, you know, if he gets a few extra minutes, could uh, be a little dangerous. Uh, Preplich has also uh, really been scorching the hoop, shooting uh, 44% from three and uh 89% from the foul line. He's averaging 17 points per game in only 21 minutes. So maybe he gets uh, a little push forward. And then the other guy that really has stepped up and I'm I'm looking possibly to to roster him here is is Dragic's little brother, uh Zoran Dragic, who has you know really paid away for himself in this Olympics. It's amazing how he's aged. I talked about this, but I get a kick out of it. He looks just like Gorn, he's got this. I mean, it's identical, it's like almost like a twin. Uh, but he's Zoran has been good. He's 15 and a half points per game, uh, four rebounds, an assist, uh, half a steal, half a block. But he's done a nice job, shot the ball better than was expected and uh, certainly has a potential to make the lineup as well. So they're a talented team. Uh, they, they go, I, I you know would say, a seven, uh, seven deep actually uh, with real strong uh, competitors. So uh, you can get the Luca buy up, you can buy down on this team and you can go value. So I do think you have to have some exposure to this team, uh, but I, I'm not gonna overpay for multiple uh, high-priced guys. And then after that, I don't. I don't think the bench really is worth mentioning in a two game, on a two-game slate like this. All right, the last game, the Spaniards. I would assume they're going to come in a little uh, ticked off that they're underdogs here. I, it's a great thing to play off of if you're the coach. Uh, lack of respect of of your team uh, that really was one of the favorites or second favorite to uh, the the U.S. coming in. Um, couple of options here. This is interesting. Uh, The problem is very similar. We've talked about this several times. There were two or three teams in the Olympics that were somewhat of a nightmare for DFS. You know, we know Nigeria and some of these other teams. And uh, Spain falls in that. And what that is, is that they're playing a deep bench and they're playing double digit minutes, get this, for 11 guys. So man, is that difficult. Guess how many guys on this Spaniard team fit into that sweet spot that we're aiming for 25 to 29 minutes? Go ahead, make your guess. Goose egg, zilch, nobody. That's how well they're playing. They're 2-0, they're and, oh, and they're using everybody. And minutes are broken up like this. Let me give you those first, and then we'll talk about who we think could go in or out. Uh, but No one would have guessed this. Abrinas is leading the Spaniards at 24 minutes a game. Rubio, 23. uh, Claver, 23. Fernandez, 22. uh, Marc Gasol, 20. Sergio Lal, 19. Sergio Rodriguez, 17. Pau Gasol, 15. Uh, 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 Abalde, 13. Garuba, 11.6 and Hernan Gomez at 11. So you've got all those guys playing, you know, double-digit minutes, chipping into each other's output. Uh, so where do we go? Uh, you know, Brenus is okay, but only seven points, two-and-a-half rebounds. Uh, you know, I just don't – I know he's cheap and the minutes are there, but he does not seem like he's get, playing a, a big role offensively. Defensively, he's doing fine. But, you know, that doesn't always uh, turn over to uh, strong DFS stats. Uh, The best player for sure for Spain in this Olympics has been uh, Ricky Rubio. Very, very expensive, though. At 23 minutes a game, a hard pill to swallow. But what is he getting done in that 23 minutes? How about 23 points? I believe my math isn't great, but I think that's about a point a minute. Uh, And on top of that, three and a half rebounds. Six and a half assists, a half a steal a game. I mean, he's getting it done. Uh, but it's that whole dilemma: can you fit him into a lineup if you sit uh, uh, Luca and build that other lineup we were talking about? I think you can. Uh, certainly, I doubt it. If if you're playing Luca, it's not going to work very well. So that's that give and take with Rubio. But it's hard not to have uh, exposure to him. Uh, Claver, he's been steady at in his minutes. Eleven points, five and a half rebounds. You know, just nothing to write home about, but not bad. Same thing with Rudy Fernandez. He's been a little disappointing though. He's only shooting thirty three percent from the field. Only four points per game. He does get three and a half rebounds and, and an assist, so he can contribute and he is experienced, but not sure I want to go there. Uh, Marcus all at 20 minutes a game, seven points, only three and a half rebounds, but he does get four and a half assists, uh, which is a plus he will, you know, get some stats across the board, but under 20 minutes, then, you know, if you want to go with any of these guys, you've got, like I said, all in that pool lulls at seven and a half points per game, Rodriguez, same thing, pow off the bench in limited minutes. Uh, somehow, in 15 minutes a game, he's getting nine points and six rebounds. He leads the Spaniards in rebounding. So, hey, if if they give Pow 20 minutes, maybe he is a, a sneaky good play. But the pricing is is a concern. Um, so that you know that's difficult. After that, it's just really you know no one worth uh, worth it to put in there. So it's tricky. I mean, you know it. It's easy to recommend all the pay-up guys, but, you know, you've got to find value in different spots. And I think the Spaniards are really a nice team to find some of that level and even that mid-level value because they are pretty guaranteed of minutes. You know, these guys getting 20, I expect to continue to get right around 20. And that's, you know, in this world of Olympic basketball on DraftKings, If you have three or four fire symbols and maybe two uh, snowflakes or even three, you still can take stuff down. That's how difficult uh, the Olympics have been for DFS. So, you know, if you get that mid-level guy that's playing 20 minutes that only gets you 18 DFS points uh, and it becomes a snowflake on your card, that's still okay. I mean, it can still be done. Uh, So... Uh, I would I would definitely look at some of these uh, mid range guys. So that is it. Uh, that wraps it up. That should give you a good look at these final two games. And then we're extremely excited because then we have a, a day off tomorrow uh, for rest for the Olympic basketball. And then it gets real. That next day, the day after tomorrow, uh, on Monday, I'll tell you what. Those are the four most intense basketball games. It's like watching a Game 7 of an NBA Finals because it's the medal round. It's single elimination. You lose, you go home. So uh, Monday's four games are going to be phenomenal. Andrew and I will do a a really good in-depth podcast uh, that will be out Monday morning. So you'll have all day to look at it. And then then Tuesday's off, and then the next round is Wednesday where – before teams will actually play for metal uh, positioning. So uh, really exciting. Uh, good stuff. A great week of basketball. Don't miss it. You know, record it, do whatever. You know, you can check it out uh, also uh, on the FIBA station. FIBA go to FIBA.com backslash Olympic basketball. You can go to the Peacock Network if you want to watch the USA games um so a lot of opportunities to catch uh, catch some good basketball so that is it my friends i really hope that uh, this helps you take some stuff down uh, i've been saying it all along and i still believe it very strongly i think that we are getting super duper close to a uh, big takedown and optimal lineup and you know th- now that we've got two games for everybody under our belt for this round uh, I think I feel great about it. And then going into that uh, on Monday, I mean, it's load up city Monday. I can't wait for that as well. All right. Thank you so much for joining us uh, for Andrew Hansen, our entire DFS Coach Talk team. I am Joe Sarvati. We'll look to catch you again on Monday when we look to crush it in DFS.